0: This is the Chicago Podcast Network.
1: Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Let your heart be light. From now on, our troubles will be out of sight.
0: Happy holidays to everybody. Uh, Thank you for downloading this episode here on the Chicago Podcast Network. It's going to be our special little, well, my special little Christmas gift to all of you. Uh, You're probably with family and friends, uh, or you're more likely driving there listening to this in either headphones or on Bluetooth in your car, and I appreciate it. Uh, Just before we get to everything else, remind everybody you can find us on Facebook, Chicago Podcast Network. You can find us on Twitter, Podcast One. And you can email us on Gmail, Chicago Podcast Network at gmail.com. Ladies and gentlemen, today I'm going to read you a story. And that's all we're going to do today. I'm going to read you a Christmas story. A simple, wonderful Christmas story that has been sent down through the ages. And it was originally written by Hans Christian Andersen. Now, I don't know if he is German. But as we go through this story, I think you'll understand that if he's not German, then he has German leanings. So we're going to read this together, and all I want you to know before we start is that at one point in my life, my sister brought home this book from the Scholastic Book Club. And I've done this before on other radio shows, but I've wanted to do this on the podcast for a while. So we're going to get together now, gather around, don't scooch, I have told you before about the scooching, and let's get together and read Hans Christian Andersen's The Little Match Girl most terribly cold it was it snowed and was nearly quite dark which it cannot be ladies and gentlemen because it's either dark or it is not an evening i swear to god that's how this starts the last evening of the year in this cold and darkness there went along the street a poor little girl bareheaded with naked feet when she left home she had slippers on it is true but what was the good of that they were large slippers which her mother had hitherto worn so large were they that the poor little thing lost them as she scuffled away from across the street because of two carriages that rolled by dreadfully fast now let's let's pause here jaywalking is a serious crime and is not to be minimalized by those of you out there who think that it's okay to just cross the street whatever you want, why did she lose her shoes? Because she jaywalked, ladies and gentlemen. If she hadn't broken the law, there would have been no issues with her losing her shoes. I just, we need to be clear on that. Okay, we need to be clear. One slipper was nowhere to be found. The other had been laid hold of by an urchin, and he ra- off he ran with it. He thought it would do capitally for a cradle for when he some day or other should have children for himself. And a foot fetish. I'm just saying, it's not normal for a kid to run off with a shoe. That's a weird. That's a weird thing to steal. It's weird. It's, just, it's weird. So the little maiden walked on with her tiny naked feet that were quite red and blue from the cold. Who doesn't love red and blue, America? unpatriotic bitch she carried a quantity of matches in an old apron and she held a bundle of them in her hand nobody had bought a, anything from her the whole live long day no one had given her even a single farthing now I don't know about the rest of you but I've been downtown during the holidays and if a little girl with Goldilocks of blonde hair in urchin clothes were to be selling matchsticks, someone would give her money Like, I'm not saying, like, a lot, but at the very least, she would have gotten an Egg McMuffin, you know, from the McDonald's. She crept along, trembling with cold and hunger, the very picture of sorrow, the poor little thing. Flakes of snow covered her long hair, which fell in beautiful curls around her neck. But of that, of course, she never once now thought. From all the windows, the candles were gleaming, and it smelled so deliciously of roast goose, for you know it was New Year's Eve. Yes, of that, she thought. In a corner formed by two houses, of which one advanced more than the other, she seated herself down and cowered together. Her little feet she had drawn up close to her, but she grew colder and colder. Yes, because you're sitting in an alley. In an alley, okay? Assuming that this story takes place in either like 1700s Berlin or 1800s London, sit on a sewer. There is steam that comes out. I'm just, if you're gonna be that person, then fucking own that shit and sit on top of something that's warm, okay? The homeless people in Chicago, as sad as it is, they know to sleep on top of the vents for the L, okay? It's like 40 degrees warmer on there. They probably have to flip the the pillows over or whatever they're using to get to the cool side of the pillow. Jesus. At home she could not venture, for she had not sold any matches and could not bring a farthing of money. From her father she would certainly get blows, and at home it was cold too, for above her she had only the roof through which the wind whistled, even though the largest cracks were stopped up with straw and rags. I'm telling you right now, you're going to find out that this is uh, the little girl from Hansel and Gretel. This is the same dad. This is what happens before he feeds him to the witch. Her little hands were almost numb with cold. Oh, a match might afford her the world of comfort if only she dared take a single one out of the bundle, draw it against the wall, and warm her fingers by it. She drew one out. Richt! How it blazed. I'm not for the record. It's R-I-S-C-H-T. It is a very efficient way to light a match. With the am Reich, ri- I'm just... The parallels are clear, ladies and gentlemen how it blazed how it burnt it was warm bright flame like a candle as she held her hands over it it was a wonderful light it seemed really to the little little maiden as though she were sitting before a large iron stove with burnished brass feet and a brass ornament on top the fire burned with such blessed influence it warmed so delightfully the little girl had already stretched out her feet to warm them too but the small flame went out The stove vanished, and she had only the remains of the burnt-out match in her hand. Hypothermia is very serious, and if you are in the cold and you start to experience hallucinations or sounds that aren't there, you're freezing to death, and you should immediately seek shelter or, again, a sewer cap. I'm just saying. She rubbed another against the wall. It burned brightly, and where the light fell upon the wall, the wall became transparent like a veil. She has magic matches. She has magic matches that grant her X ray vision. So now that she could see into the room, on the table was spread a snow white tablecloth. Upon it was a splendid porcelain service, and the roast goose was streaming, steaming fur- famously from its stuffing of apple and dried plums. Okay. Apple and dried plums. Let's just let's just break this down. If you go into your mom's house tomorrow or your grandma's house tomorrow and she goes, Hey, I made a, a goose. First of all, who the fuck make who makes a goose? What I'm gonna serve you a goose. That would geese are disgusting creatures. You see them in the ponds near your home. That means that somebody went out, caught one, killed it, gutted it and is now serving it to you with apples and dried prunes. Do you think that's gonna get the smell and the taste of car exhaust out of it? Cause I don't. Apple and dried, that's like the worst air freshener of all time. And upon which was still more capital behold, was the goose hopped down from the dish, reeled about on the floor with a knife and fork in its breast till it came upon the poor little girl where when the match went out, and nothing but a thick damp cold wall was left behind the girl is clearly on mushrooms okay she's she's seeing a goose the goose gets up it jumps off the table okay like you know what happens at Christmas dinner runs up to the wall window thing that she's created with her magic match and basically locks eyes with the little girl and then you know it just goes away that's the beginning of a horror movie I'm just, you know, we got to be real about what's happening here, folks. That's all I'm trying to say. She lighted another match, and they're sitting... There now she was sitting under the most magnificent Christmas tree. It was still larger and more decorated than the one which she had seen through the glass door in the rich merchant's house. That's Peeping Tom. That's another crime. She's jaywalking. She's loitering. She's trespassing. She's And now Peeping Tom. Twice, by the way. Once through the, window, the wall that she can see through with the magic match. And apparently she's just going around looking in people's windows. That's rude. It's rude is what that is. Thousands of lights were burning upon the green branches, branches, and gaily colored pictures such as she had seen in the shop windows looked down upon her. The little match maiden stretched out her hands towards them when the match went out. The lights of the Christmas tree, however, rose higher and higher, and she saw them now as the stars of heaven, and one fell down and formed a long trail of fire. Someone just died said the little girl, for her old grandmother, who was the only person who had ever loved her and apparently would have been given her at least shoes that fit, and who is now no more had told her that when a star falls, a soul is ascending to God. So she drew another match against the wall, and it again was so light and so bright. and In the lust there stood the grandmother, who so bright and radiant, so mild, with such an expression of love. "'Grandmother!' cried the little girl. "'Oh, take me with you. "'You go away when the match burns out. "'You vanish like the warm stove and the delicious roast goose.'" and the magnificent Christmas tree. She rubbed the whole bundle of matches quickly against the wall for she wanted to be sure of keeping her grandmother near her and the matches gave such a brilliant light that it was brighter than at noonday. Never formerly had the grandmother been so beautiful and so tall and she took the little maiden on her arm and both flew in brightness and in joy so high, so very high and there was neither of them cold nor hungry nor anxious for they were with God let's just we all clear on what just happened is everyone who's listening to this clear because if we're not we're going to get to this in the saddest paragraph ever in a children's story of all time but in the corner at the cold hour of dawn sat the poor girl with rosy cheeks and a smiling mouth leaning against the wall frozen to death on the last evening of the year stiff and stark sat the child with there with her matches of which one bundle had been burnt she wished to warm herself people said no one had the slightest suspicion of what beautiful things she had seen in her delusions and no one had ever dreamed of the splendor in which her and her grandmother had entered on in the joys of the new year ladies and gentlemen that story was the little matchstick girl and I would simply say again to you have
1: yourself a merry little
0: Christmas let your heart so let's let's chat audience you and I let's let's have a second here before we end our relationship for at least before Christmas I assume that you're listening to this before Christmas, but if you're listening to it afterwards, I hope you had a nice holiday. And I would simply say to you this. This is a story about a child who, truthfully, if you really analyze this story really carefully, I mean, gets what she deserves. She's a criminal several times over. She jaywalks in a dangerous area, right, which is just stupid. I mean, that's just bad parenting, to be sure. I mean, her father may have been... Giving her blows, but at the very least, he didn't do it at the right times. She's a peeping tom, which is disgusting. I mean, that's it on a level of, of just perversion that I am not comfortable with at, at at the time of Christmas. I mean, she's staring in people's windows. That's it's upsetting. Okay, as she gets older, that's how she becomes like a thief, right? Which is, you know, I'm just I'm just saying, she's a bad worker. I mean, and this is a German story, so of course she has to die. She did not. She was improper in her communication of her desire to sell matches. If she had sold her matches, her father would not have beaten her and everything would have been fine. But instead, Reist, she makes the sounds. Sounds like Reich. It's very similar and very disturbing. But at the same time, if she had simply done her job as her father had told her to do, she would not have had this horrible experience where she had hallucinations in her alley like some sort of junkie. I mean, I swear to God, what kind of person is this? Perhaps she should be sent away, isolated in a camp with other. I mean, nothing like that should happen. Nothing bad happened. Look, folks, I'm just having fun with this because I think that this story is insane. This is a story that was sold to my little sister as a children's book. It ends with the little girl dying. This Let this podcast serve as a warning to you and your loved ones Dear God, if they hand you this book, say, no, honey, no. We're going to read the, the How the Grinch Stole Christmas because at the end, the Grinch carves the roast beast. He doesn't become it or hallucinate that it's running off of the table with a knife in its chest. Which, again, very German. Okay, if you ever want to know what I'm talking about, go ahead and look up all the old Grimm's fairy tales. It's like the same kind of thing here, folks. People just, it's depressing as hell. So that's what happened. I hope you guys have a nice holiday with your family, with your friends. I hope you get to do all the things that you want. May you have a Merry Christmas, a Happy Hanukkah, a nice Kwanzaa if you celebrate that, whatever Buddhist thing that I'm supposed to mention or any other religion. If you're a Jedi, have a Happy Life Day as we like to talk about, you know, in these Star Wars Holiday Special, which if you haven't seen, I recommend all of you do. Uh, Before I get out of here, just, you know, check out my review of Rogue One. It's the episode before this. I hope you liked it, Uh, but it's a spoiler thing, so make sure you see the movie before you listen to the podcast. And uh, other than that, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. Uh, We are on Facebook again, Chicago Podcast Network, on Twitter, Town Podcast One, and we're on Gmail, Chicago Podcast Network, at gmail.com. All those wonderful ways for you to get in touch with us. I'm missing AJ today the last couple shows, but we'll be back together next week to do our normal shtick, probably do a year in review, which will basically consist of Trump. Uh, other than that, ladies and gentlemen, I uh, appreciate you all being here, and uh, I'm out. Merry little Christmas Let your heart
1: be light From now our Are as in olden days. Happy golden days of yore. Faithful friends who are dear to us gather near to us. six miles to chicago we got a full tank of gas half a pack of cigarettes
0: it's dark and we're wearing sunglasses hit it you have been listening to the chicago podcast network